We are covering all the winners and losers from Week 12 on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Fix is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKED ON. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? It's going great. How about you? Going well here Good. also. Uh, if you're tuning into this, you're probably expecting to hear the voices of Kate and, and Marcus. They're our normal Monday host. Uh, we're uh, switching things up a little bit for this week. It will be Matt and I recapping the games that just took place this past weekend, and we're excited to do that. Matt, we don't we don't normally get to do this. We we talk about yeah, of course, a little different. The, uh, yeah, the the goings on of each week, but uh, we're we're talking winners and losers from week twelve, and uh, really, the, I mean, there were a bunch of uh, of each category. Of course, we had the three Thanksgiving games. That was a uh, a great time. But, Matt, I mean, I think if we're talking winners, we've got to start with Josh Jacobs of the mm. Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, this this guy, I don't know if you got to watch that game. It was it was one oh, of the yeah. late ones on Sunday. So it was uh, even if you were watching Red Zone, it, it felt like you got a, a you know, a, you got to see a bunch of that game. Oh, so and Josh scoring, Jacobs yeah. just. Yeah, Josh Jacobs just carried that Raiders offense. Uh, it was it was so clear. Once they got to overtime, the plan was just to hand it to him every time and see what happened. And, of course, what happened was a long game-winning touchdown to seal it for the Raiders. And the the ending stat line for Jacobs is bonkers. 33 carries, 229 yards, a couple touchdowns, including that one in overtime to win it. Also caught six passes for 74 yards. The Raiders win 40-34, second week in a row uh, that they walked off a team. It was uh, Devontae Adams in week 11, Josh Jacobs in week 12. And, you know, this is not this is not a fluky performance from Josh Jacobs. No. We've seen this uh, early in the se- earlier in the season where he had that stretch of three straight 30-point games, and here he turns in close to a 50-point fantasy game, depending on your league scoring and i mean it's it's really time it's probably past time to evaluate how we're how we're ranking josh jacobs in dynasty leagues looking back at our adp from november and of course that's nearly a month old now jacobs was the rb15 he was behind Najee harris he was behind damian pierce i i don't think that would be the same we even talked about tony pollard on one of last week's episodes and uh, according to that Twitter poll, Tony Pollard was favored over Josh Jacobs, and things change quickly in the NFL. It really does. I regret is, that a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I am too. This is a guy we're we're simply undervaluing despite his performances this year. And he, I think he's 25 years old still too. I yeah, mean, yeah. he's not not, not that, old by any means. No, I mean you would think you have two high quality years past this one before you start thinking sell or that dreaded 27 year old thing. Um couple things is I give Josh McDaniels credit. I mean people were really hard on him including myself, but I think he's figured out how to win with this team that really doesn't have much talent. They scored 40 points without Waller or Renfro, you know, and the O-line's better run blocking than pass protecting. It's not a very talented group. Um, I know a lot of people point to Jacobs and say, oh, he's in a contract year, and that's why he's blowing up this year. He's human. I'm sure that that factors in. But I always thought his tape was far superior to his fantasy value Every step of the way is a Raider. I mean, he's a good football player that went in the first round and deserved to. Uh, Not that this is the only thing, but the the thing that that I was always critical of the former staffs were, why aren't you throwing him the football? You know, I mean, at Bama, he was very accomplished in the pass game, protection, and as a route runner. Before this season, Jacobs has one career catch on third downs. Like, that's bonkers (laughs) to me. I mean, he's, he's always been one of your best players. Yeah, so Jacobs will certainly be a riser uh, as uh, as we approach the off season, which sounds crazy to to even think about. But from mm-hmm. a, from a fantasy standpoint, we will be there very soon. Um, Matt, when you think dynasty winners from week twelve, who stands out to you? Yeah, and real quick, I would assume that the Raiders are going to franchise Jacobs at a minimum. Like, I don't think he's hit the open market. Um, well, uh, yeah, I meant I meant to say on that. You you mentioned he's in a contract year. He's in a contract year because the Raiders declined his fifth year option right. as a as a former uh, first round pick, and that that was kind of what started um, fantasy managers devaluing him. That that the Raiders were essentially treating him like a one year asset. They you know they draft Zamir White. They brought in uh, a, a couple of depth pieces, and there were questions about Jacobs. Uh, even his short-term future with the Raiders. And uh, yeah, those questions are going away. We'll see what happens with him mm-hmm. this off season. Uh, my pick Who's is Trevor, winner? Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah. I, I think he's really progressed well this year. And I know everyone points to last year about, boy, what an awful situation he was put in. Yes, that's a hundred percent true. And it's as bad as it could be for a rookie quarterback. And he came out the other side and is still alive. Um, that being said, he had Travis Etienne for two carries yesterday, and he's throwing the ball to Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, and Kirk's fine, but it's not like all of a sudden he's in a wonderful situation. You know, I mean, especially when ATN went out, and he got better and better as that game's gone along. He's gotten better and better as the season's gone along. Kind of a breakout statement moment for him in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm a big believer in what Nate Tice does. Go check him out on Twitter because he has a great elaborate Lawrence breakdown of the fourth quarter, which is really, really impressive against a a tough defense to play against in Baltimore. And I'm sitting there watching that game going, he's going to have Calvin Ridley next year. And maybe Smith and the Jigba as well. You know, I mean, like, it's only going to get better. 
Yeah, it's funny. You you mentioned that name, Calvin Ridley. Honestly, I mean, he hadn't been on the field. I, I totally forgot about that. You're right. Give yeah. Calvin Ridley to this offense. Give wow. a first or second round wide receiver. Uh, add that to to Christian Kirk and to Ridley. And you're right. It, it, it's sky's the limit for Trevor Lawrence. And um, maybe this is just because he was so, so good in college, an elite mm-hmm. college quarterback. Maybe this is why this this thought was leaking into my mind yesterday watching that or uh, yeah Sunday watching that game it felt like a Heisman moment right every every Heisman winner has that one moment that one game where it, it just becomes clear they're winning the trophy that year and it felt like that comeback against the Ravens uh was was the Heisman moment for Trevor Lawrence and um oh, yeah just such such an impressive comeback when you think about where Lawrence ranks in in dynasty leagues, it's he's kind of in that in between mode right now because there's there's the elite quarterbacks that are still valued ahead of him. Obviously, Allen, Mahomes, Hertz is in that group, and Herbert and Lamar, Kyler, all those guys, and and maybe there's eight or ten of those guys, and, and then it's it's Trevor Lawrence, and you know there's questions about Deshaun Watson, there's questions maybe still about. Justin Fields even, but after those, after that group, it falls off a cliff quickly to your cousin's car um, range. So uh, he's certainly closer to that elite tier than he is the, uh, the aging veterans. Uh, And he is a big dynasty winner. Yeah. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about a few other players who we can consider dynasty winners coming out of week 12. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible's releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find Block Forever now wherever you get your podcasts. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro offensive lineman Ryan Khalil and Audible. Um, Offensive lineman, not a lot of offensive linemen on podcasts right now, but they definitely have a unique perspective. Uh, He's going to sit down with star players, coaches, former pros across the league, to get real what happens on the field and behind the scenes, inside locker rooms, during team meetings, back at the hotel. Uh, new episodes of Block Forever will be recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday Night Football. Ryan and guests discuss how topics like the players' psyches, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, and how to deal with combative teammates. There, there's nothing out of bounds here. Uh, available for free on Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. So here's what you do. Catch the full Block Forever series available wherever, anywhere you get your podcast. Available everywhere now. Audible, get in the game. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's continue going over some of the dynasty winners from the week. And, and I want to group these guys together because they certainly have something in common. DJ Moore catches four balls, 103 yards, and a touchdown as the uh, Panthers get a win. Garrett Wilson, five catches, 95 yards, and a couple scores. And Elijah Moore, two catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. And, of course, the commonality between those three wide receivers is all three were playing with a new quarterback 
in week 12. Sam Darnold starts for the Panthers. Mike White starts for the Jets. He could be considered certainly a winner in his own right. Sure. And I'm sure we'll talk uh, talk more about him on our waiver show tomorrow. But let's focus right now on those receivers. DJ Moore, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. These are all players that we already liked a ton. But we were starting to have questions because of the quarterback play, because of the offense. Um, are we considering these guys unlocked at this point? What are you What are you thinking? Uh, the Jets, yes. I'm not so sure about DJ Moore. I mean, we've seen 800 okay. quarterbacks there, and I'm sure their first-round pick is going to be another one. Kind of like you said, I've never had any doubts about the player, DJ Moore, and I, I would not have traded him if I was in charge of the Panthers. He's a foundational piece. I can't say that, boy, all of a sudden he's got a good situation, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just been a Well, we kind of know, there. we still know what Sam Darnold is. Right. I mean, I don't know that Darnold just found the answer and unlocked all his talent either. Not that Mike White's a longtime starter, but he flashed last year. I just see him as a much more efficient player than Darnold or insert Panther quarterback here. Yeah. And Wilson, to me, is a, an obvious superstar in the making. Garrett Wilson and Moore's a guy that you and I have loved from the beginning that's kind of broke our hearts. But um, that was the most encouraging thing for me is now Moore's back in the equation. Wilson's going to be the one. It's a really good combination. But I don't know that the Panthers or Jets have all of a sudden found their quarterback. Yeah, that's fair. Like I said, we'll definitely talk more about Mike White on tomorrow's waiver show. Uh, we'll get Matt's thoughts on him. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones. This one surprised me a little bit, Matt. Me this too. was one of those Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving games playing the Vikings. Mac Jones, 382 passing yards, couple of scores. Uh, the Patriots end up losing a close one. This still feels a little fluky for Mac Jones. I don't think we can start expecting this type of production on a weekly basis, even even if we look at him and assume his starting job is very safe. What do you think? Yeah, I tend to agree, but I think it eliminates Bailey Zappi talk, which is a good step yeah. in the right direction. I'm not sure if the Patriots were still considering that or not. Um, I think it's an example number 800 that – quarterbacks take time and it's not a linear consistent climb I mean sometimes you take two steps back one step forward three steps forward another step back this was a huge step forward and far and away the best he's looked maybe in the league but certainly this year uh anybody else uh, just kind of a quick shout out anybody else stand out to you as a dynasty winner from week 12 Christian Watson um yeah he did and- it again yeah, that's the thing. It's just, I just wanted to see more. I, I was a little worried that he was just going to be a flashy, touchdown-only type. But whether it's Love, Rogers, whomever, it looks like they've found a guy. You know, I mean, and we know that there's not much in his way. He has a lot of ability. He's acclimating very quickly now. So I think he's, like, out of the woods. Yeah, Christian Watson, six targets, four catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Of course, the Packers lose 40-33. to 33. Uh, Alan Lazard, though, kind of kind of taking a step back. And, you know, whether that's because of the Christian Watson breakout or um, 
or or not, you know, Lazard just a couple catches, 24 yards, you're right. I mean, Watson certainly feels like the wide receiver one in that offense moving mm-hmm. forward. Uh, that's six touchdowns in the past three games for him. Uh, that same game, I mean, we're almost taking – the performance of Jalen Hurts for granted at this point. He had <laughs> yeah, had 125 but. rushing and passing in the first half. Uh, first player ever to do that in NFL history. The Eagles were able to take it easy in the second half, and Hurts ends up with 153 passing, two touchdowns, 157 rushing, and uh, really made it all look easy. A lot of that was due to, to some pretty poor uh, run defense by oh, the Packers, but... Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts just continues to be one of the superstars in the league. Uh, I hope you bought him already. I didn't. Matt didn't. We were both yeah. uh, we were both detractors or doubters of Jalen Hurts, and we both have come full circle. Uh, but unfortunately for us, too late on that one. He's amazing. Um, Rashad White, couple rookie running backs. Rashad yeah, White and Brian Robinson. We'll wrap up with those guys. I mean, White might have. He might have taken this job from Leonard Fournette. It would shock me if he didn't. He's certainly a better weapon at this stage. Fournette looks very shot. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in that offense, but yeah, White is definitely a riser. I guess Robinson qualifies as well, and he's easy to root for, not just because of yeah. getting shot. I mean, I like his style, and he he does all the dirty work. I just don't think he has a high ceiling. I mean, he's a pure volume guy, but he's in the right situation to get volume. Very true. Matt, it's all been rosy so far, but we've got some bad news, too. We've got some losers, unfortunately, to discuss. We'll do that right after this break. I've told you a bunch about prize picks, everyone, and I've done really well there. And it's a a great way um, for me because it works out really well because I don't like playing against other random people that might just get lucky. This is just me versus myself. And what you do is you pick between two and five players – and if they score more or less than your prize pick projection, you have a chance to win up to 10 times your money on any one of your entries. So, like I said, it's just you versus projections available. So it's just me in my own head figuring out my angles. And I wish I had an insight on esports or disc golf or Euro basketball that isn't as nearly as popular as NFL, which is what I do, because I think you'd really do well with, with a specialty sport like that. But, of course, they have everything you can find. PGA, NASCAR, tennis, college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, and of course the big ones, as I mentioned, NBA, NFL. Um, entries are super quick, uh, under a minute for sure. It's super easy. Safe and, fa- safe and fast withdrawals. They're operational in 30 states right now, as well as Canada. So please download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. So if you deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix gives you $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON on, at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Matt, we are recapping week 12. We've talked about the winners. It's time to discuss some losers, and there were a few, unfortunately. Who who stood out to you as, as a player you're doubting in Dynasty? Damian Pierce. Yeah. I mean, this is two weeks in a row. The Texans are so much worse than any team in the league. <laughs> I mean, and... 
Maybe there's a slight rookie wall situation coming up here with Pierce, considering how hard he runs, how much, how much is asked of him. But this offense has no threat. They don't look like they're interested in playing anymore. Rarely do I even say that. Yeah. And it's just so easy to spend all your attention trying to stop Pierce. And he has no chance. I mean, I saw some unbelievably alarming stats of negative yardage gained before first contact two weeks in a row. You know, like, they're not blocking for him at all against, like, 10-man fronts. So I think you can't even start him anymore, you know? Yeah, it's been rough if you started him the past two weeks. Of course, uh, this past week against uh against Miami five carries for eight yards also had yeah. three catches for eight yards uh the previous week against Washington also eight yards rushing nine yards receiving he was RB 45 um two weeks ago gonna be in that same range yeah simply not a, a startable asset at this point uh I still have some hope for Pierce long term I'm not totally giving up on him uh, but when your offense is so bad and so broken, there's really no other threats. And, of course, they, they made the quarterback change uh, th- this week as well. Yeah, I don't know if you can use Damian Pierce the rest of this season. Uh, speaking of broken offenses, what about the Ravens, Matt? Lamar Jackson, yeah, that's rough. The, the numbers are okay. I think he probably he'll probably end up as a borderline QB1 for the week after this uh, Monday night game coming up soon. Uh, 254 passing yards and a score 14 rushes 89 yards the the fantasy production is okay uh but the offense in general is is looking rough gave up another huge lead that we we talked about that earlier with uh with trevor lawrence is this going to get better anytime soon i really worry a couple big picture things that worry me and it has nothing to do with jackson because he's the only reason that they're even slightly respectable, to be honest with you. I mean, they really only have yeah. one weapon, and that's Andrews. Um, they have, I mean, they're counting on Deshaun Jackson and Ricard <laughs> and, you know, Demarcus Robinson. And sure, Bateman was in the equation. That's unfortunate. But, and the left tackle being out has hurt them dramatically. I don't think he'll, Stanley will ever be the same. I mean, it's been several years fighting this bad ankle injury. And I worry. They play football so uniquely in Baltimore's offense, and there's a reason that, especially NFC teams, the first time they play Lamar, they lose. But now people kind of have a bead on what they do, Mm. and Greg Cosell says this all the time. You know, they play with four skill guys instead of five because they want, you know, Ricard out there blocking. And of those four skill guys, only one of them's good, you know, so... Who scares you besides Lamar's immense skills? They, they they worry me a lot. Yeah, well, even thinking a little more long-term, and yes, as you mentioned, Bateman's been out. He was expected mm-hmm. to be their wide receiver one, but we're now two years into into his career, and he's he's been hurt you know, much of that time. Sure. Same thing for J.K. Dobbins, right? Like, I mean, we, we like Dobbins, we like Bateman and Dynasty, and, and they both have been uh, valued very highly. Are we sure either one of those guys is really good on an, on the NFL level? We no, haven't we been no able to see it. Yeah, we haven't been able to see it consistently because they haven't been able to stay on the field. And you're right. They have, they have one guy, they have Mark Andrews uh, outside of um, outside of Lamar. So 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really, ju- they really just, it feels like they brought it on themselves. Of course, they made the Hollywood Brown trade, and, and then they have the rest of the offseason where they don't bring in anybody, right? They didn't bring right, in right. anybody to fill that hole. They expect Bateman to, to step up, and um, and he he's unable to do that ultimately because of the injury. It's it's just frustrating if you're a Ravens fan, and it's it's certainly impacting Lamar Jackson from a fantasy standpoint. And real quick, I know you and I both like Bateman, and I still have hope for him, but that was even a big ask. You know, hey, it's year two. We hardly sure. signed anything in year one. Be a number one NFL receiver. Like, I thought that was asking a lot. Absolutely. Um, another bad game for DeAndre Swift. 19 rushing yards, 24 yeah. receiving yeah. yards. The Lions lose. Is he a lifetime part-time player? Yeah, this is – I'm starting to think so. You yeah. know, I mean, he well, he's never been featured, and he's never been sure. – He's never been healthy for a full season. So, I mean, to me, he's outside He's outside of my top 25 in Dynasty. Um, Running backs or I'm, I, total? No, total, total. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not taking him in the first two rounds. I don't. Um, which, I wouldn't you know, I mean, maybe that sounds obvious at this point now, but that's still but about where he's being valued. Two um, months ago, couple though, other was ones. like running back four. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another bad game for Russell Wilson, 142 passing yards and a touchdown. They, they get destroyed by Carolina. I mean, it's only, the only question now is, can they fix this somehow in the off season? Certainly going to see some changes in Denver. Uh, and this one, this one kind of hurts to put on the loser category, Matt, Jacoby Brissett in, in Cleveland, 210 passing yards and a touchdown. They get a nice win over Tom Brady and the Bucks, and the only reason he lands on this list is because we've already had Deshaun Watson announced as the Week 13 starter. So unfortunately, Jacoby Brissett is a dynasty loser. I hope he lands on a new team and gets a starting job in uh, in 2023. He certainly was not the problem for the Browns this year. I thought he played exceptionally well exceeded my expectations, played well again on, on Sunday. We knew this day was coming. So kind of as you mentioned it, I mean, yeah, he's a loser, but he put a lot of tape out there, and in super flex mm. leagues, I would love to have him. And we'll wrap up with some injuries. Unfortunately, there were a bunch of them in Week 12. Darnell Mooney, uh, ankle injury, his season is over. Uh, both 49ers running backs get hurt. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, we'll see uh, how much time, if any, they will miss. Travis Etienne missed most of that game. We talked about that earlier. Sounds like he's going to be good to go for next week. Michael Carter missed much of the game. He's day-to-day with an ankle injury as well. And then Aaron Rodgers left the game early. Jordan Love came in. We'll talk more about that one tomorrow. Alan Robinson's also out for the year, too. Not that anyone was Uh, psyched about him. (laughs) Yeah, is it bad? I didn't even find yeah, that one worth he's mentioning. Yeah, out for the year. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, I think the Rams are they're out for the year. Yeah, they're they're all done for the year, right? I mean, we <laughs> may we may not see Cup, Stafford, A. Rob already done. They're they're packing it in, and and I I would say I understand it, except they don't have their own first rounder, so that yeah. that certainly stings for the Rams. That, the Rogers situation feels a little like the Stafford situation, though. I'm starting to wonder that as well. We'll talk about Jordan Love in our waiver show tomorrow. Okay. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On Dynasty channel on YouTube. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. 
And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.